1: Pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins, I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Sharks supporter, so we're gonna do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey Gordon, another week, another show. How's it going? Absolutely. I. How do you like my f- Santa Claus jersey I've got on here?
2: I, I knitted it myself. Uh, you're not in the Northern Hemisphere, Gordon. you got your arsenal little
1: speedo. Don't be <laughs> colonial. Santa Claus is for everybody. It's not just Northern European. Oh, that is a shocking statement.
2: No, I was talking about the Thousand, knitted wear. Oh, the knitted It's wear. Okay, cold no, in the were, North and warm in the South. That's Santa. generally how the hemispheres work. Children
1: that listen to the show are screaming to their parents because you said... You know, you're taking
2: Santa on the nose. Well, it's near the end of the year, Gordon, so it's, uh, yeah, been another... Great year and again today, you know, fantastic guest, we will, we'll introduce her in a moment, but yeah, you know, so nice for us both to be in the studio, you know, I've been traveling and you've been doing your thing, so nice to be back here.
1: It is, it is indeed, and, and you know, I think we're getting to that point, we're going to reflect back on the year in, in, in an episode or two, but yeah, great stuff to talk about today, let's
2: uh, on with the show, Doc. Great, thanks, sir. and I want to welcome special guest Melanie Sardew. Uh, Mel, welcome. We're going to introduce you you in a second, but thanks very much for taking time to spend with us.
0: Thank you so much. Really appreciate being here.
2: Thanks, Molly. We're going to, I mean, today, like with most of our shows, Gordon, get into some real issues affecting not just the world of of advertising and marketing and media, which is largely where our show is geared at, but these are universal truths, universal issues. And Mel, I mean, you as a a seasoned HR practitioner have just finished five years with the Nahana Group, uh, FCB, uh, Hello Computer and Co, uh, and are now embarking on a new journey. So before we get into the newness of it, let's just take a step back and let's just talk for our listeners a little bit about some of the interesting stuff that you are doing or finishing up now at Nahon. And when I met with you a while back, one of the things that I've always been fascinated by is, is culture. So if we could just chat a little bit about that, and then we're going to go into talent selection, talent dating, uh, and, and, and the difference, I guess, between now and, and previous years and, and so on across Adland.
0: Yes, thanks Doug. So um, I think culture is obviously, as you know, something very, very important um, within any business environment, um, and especially in in advertising. It is a highly competitive industry, and um, to attract the right talent, um, you've got to really know what you're doing in terms of culture. And um, I think something that stands out for Nahana, especially for FCB, is that it's very family orientated. You know, very big on looking after our people and making sure, you know, that we take an interest, um, not just in their um, personal circumstances and lending a hand when needed and being compassionate and um, empathetic empathic about it, but also um, just one of our values, our core values was always learning and development. So um, I think as an, as an agency or as a business, Nahana Communications Group um, invests a large sum of money in the development of their people. So um, I think that is one of the top things that stands out for me um, is learning and development and then the family um Environment,
2: yeah, and I, I mean, I guess specifically, you know you're talking about learning, and development, Gordon, we've touched on this topic. Uh, I suppose if we had to do a word cloud or whatever, if we had to look at the topics we touched on the most over the three years. Uh, it's learning's got to be right up there, oh, you know, absolutely. Gordon, in terms of constantly sharpening the saw. Uh, absolutely, and being driven. And I think, you know, that's the nice part, specifically, and not only, in an industry where sometimes there's turnover and staff and, and younger people have to find their next. You know, so great to be able to leave with, a skill set and something else in your toolbox before then, uh, as opposed to when you got there. And so that's a, a great attribute. We had Puppy on, remember, a while back uh, from the HANA, also chatting mm. along the same theme mm. around uh, a constant learning. Interest. Yes, no, yeah. for
0: sure. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's so important, um, you know, just to highlight that in the industry, FCB is known as the learning ground um, in Adland. Mm. Um, You could almost liken us to the Deloitte and Tush um, of accounting. Um, We get some of the most amazing people coming in there, establishing themselves, Mm. standing on the shoulders of giants, and Mm. then going out. And that's been a very big challenge is retaining top talent not because they are not getting what they need but because competitors are obviously they know Mm. the type of exposure and learning that they receive in in fcb as an agency and they become very um you know sought after in the industry yeah
1: yeah look at i mean that that's a hardy annual you know for the last Fifty years of you know you train people up, you're going to lose them. You know that that that's just uh, sort of natural attrition. But I mean, coming back to the learning thing, um, you know, we, we talked about self-learning. But firstly, I'm in awe of anybody in in advertising who works in HR because if you're trying to manage people who have only come into advertising because they don't want to be managed um, it's it's a tough ask I mean we're largely speaking unmanageable so uh, that's the first challenge but coming back to the learning um, the work from home thing in the last two or three years must have been a nightmare for you and I'm not sure if we are going to get there at some point but how did you manage it? How do you foster a, a learning thing? Because yes, you can give me a piece of work to do, but learning I'm gonna get by sitting next to Doc and throwing ideas around. How how have you fostered learning in a work from home environment?
0: I think it speaks to the type of people um that we had in the building or mm. still have in the mm. building. It's about um, you know, autonomy, getting people to be their best selves, um, the, just having the discipline to meet the deadlines and to do and crack the work um, as they would had they been in the office. Mm. And that is also something that I think um, FCB and Hello Computer, as an agency did really, really well. At the time when everybody was shutting down offices and going to work from home, we had a plan, um, we had a brilliant communication strategy, People, you know, we we made sure that people were able to connect. We provided all the tools. Mm. Uh, it was just, it everything just happened like it should. Mm. Um, and then I think that connection was difficult. Um, obviously, being people and being creative people, you need to be in environments where you are motivated and where you are inspired. So mm. it's difficult, you know, to have to do that, especially if you have to look at where um, not everybody is fortunate enough to have an environment where, where they they can be inspired, yep. you know so those kinds of challenges being um in South Africa was something that we also had to be cognizant of mm. um where you're going to have to expect people to be their best mm. with um having to deal with family um yep. and and home environments that were not um as fortunate as as some of us so but I think it it was about the communication, it was about trying to connect. Doing the whole team's um, connection sessions, Mm. you know, the Friday sessions, the the quizzes and and that type of thing. And then also from an HR perspective, checking in with people regularly, having those. I probably had more one-on-one connection sessions Mm. with um, individuals via Teams than I did being in the office. So that was important. Mm. We had to be very intentional about connecting with people. Just managers also making sure that they check in with their teams regularly, which is also difficult if you had to be in a, a work in office environment because you just have to carry on and push through. But managers had to take the time to connect yeah. and check in with their people just to make sure that everything was good. And I think that was that was amazing.
2: And hopefully that good behavior in other words, you know what what sounds pretty obvious, you know managers to check in with their people. Has now will continue, you know, post the, the COVID thing. And Mel told me, um, across the group, are people back at work? Is there a two, three day? How's it working at the moment?
0: So we've been fortunate enough, and I think we, if we're not the only um, agency at this point, we <laughs> may be one of very few who have the hybrid model, mm. um, where we actually continue to work from home for the longest time post COVID. And then I think things started becoming a little more challenging. You know, we needed to get back on track. We did find that there were some individuals that needed because not everybody works in the same way. Um, We did find that we needed a little more structure, and we've Mm -hmm. now moved into a two-day mandatory in the office, which is a Tuesday and a Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and the rest was um, to work from home. So
2: you've got the option. We've got the option. You can either come in or choose. No, so
0: Tuesday and Wednesday is mandatory. Yes, but if
2: I chose to go say on a Monday or whatever. And I guess
0: with load shedding, um, people also opted to be in the office. Because
2: yeah. of the 100%. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, that's yeah. the reality, you know. Yeah. I was sorry, multi, interrupt you. I mean, Gordon, I was on a panel the other day, an online panel at another university, and we were chatting exactly about that. And, and there was a guy who was very, very focused on technology, and it was one way Tech. In other words, what what I'm saying is he was saying, but we've provided you the stuff. Mm. And the point you made earlier, but not 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 every recipient mm. has got this stuff. Mm. You know, yes. we don't data's still fairly expensive. We don't always have it. The internet doesn't always work. There's you don't we don't all have Wi Fi and, and you've got Eskim. So you know you add, so it doesn't matter whether the company has got a huge pipe and all the bells mm. and whistles and throws it at somebody. The recipient's got to have, you know, it's the, the analogy we've used before about the relay. You know, both the yes. person passing the battery Captain. plus the person the getting receiver. the the baton, it, yeah. Both quite important in the in the equation. Sorry, Gordon, I interrupted you. No, no, no,
1: no. That's I mean, uh, I, I I'm working with a couple of agencies at the moment, and and they're all experimenting with a hybrid model. But uh, the, the, you know, the point of having an axis where everybody is there for, for for a while makes sense to me. I think that's where you can get a lot of stuff done. We all need quiet time when we work, but we, do, we need kind of uh, collusion time as well no, you know sure. so that 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 model makes a lot of sense to me i'm just intrigued watching this whole thing play out uh, in the UK now, where they're talking about a four-day four model. Day. Mm. Wow! Good luck to HR trying to manage me. Uh, I'm unmanageable on a Monday morning after two days <laughs> away. How are you going know, to manage me on a Monday after three days sure. away? You're manageable every day. I only came into advertising because I couldn't cut it as a school teacher. <laughs> My headmaster, you know, threatened to give me six cuts while I was a master,
2: <laughs> let alone as a schoolboy. <laughs> So uh, uh, Mel, just fast forwarding now, and, and, and you're in a in a period of transition, and and and, and exciting. And I mean, chatting with you um, about embracing change. You know, you and I've had some chats about. You know, for for a lot, maybe most people, they don't really like change. You know, they mm. they they kind of probably think the right answer is yes, I don't mind change, and I can handle change. But but you come across, uh, and and in the chats I've had with you about really seeing it as an opportunity. So let's just chat about what is happening now, what are your plans, what is the next your new next after your your stint your five year stint is ending now at honor
0: So yes, I've had considerable time to think. Um it is a scary thought, but I um as I mentioned to you in our conversations, I kind of thrive on um on adversity and change. It's there's just something that happens in my brain um i you know from always wanting to be in the creative space as an as an accountant um i just see it as opportunity for me um it's like you are unlocking something in my brain and i mm. see opportunities especially having been in advertising for 5 years not necessarily being um in the thick of having to come up with campaigns and whatever not i'm a natural creative thinker yeah. um I started my creative journey, um, I hated finance, I don't know why I was in it to begin with, um, but I wanted to do something creative. My dad was a carpenter, my mom was a wedding gown designer or dressmaker, and that's that was my, you know, I kind of leaned towards that and I started. Um, my entrepreneurial stint um, I started my own fashion brand and I also did um, customized um, furniture Mm. so that was kind of taking a little bit from both my folks and I absolutely loved it it was the creative ideas and all of that and I ended up in advertising by chance Um, having done a little bit of business consulting um, my expertise was risk and internal audits and I had a a small um, business where I used to consult with um, with enterprise development hubs and kind of get their small businesses within those hubs um, to understand the risk or the business risk, come up with um, strategic ideas to reinvent themselves. Mm. So this change for me is my time yeah. to come up with um, ideas to strategically reinvent myself, and I thrive on that. I really see it as a challenge um i and I firmly believe that um adversity it's it's your time to shine it's your time to grow um yeah
2: well it's I mean i, I guess you know and, and again Gordon you know we've had the theme to some of i suppose our younger listeners but to all listeners about sometimes a career is not linear you know mm. it does meander a bit and don't get too worried about it as long as it's more or less in line or you're taking a chance or you're doing something that you love and you're doing something that you express And I think just listening to you, uh, obviously, Mal, it's, it's, it's gone in various directions. So now to today, I mean, taking all of those skills from, dare i say it the the one side of your brain being the accounting and and mm. uh, and, and business processes all the way through to you know wedding dresses or for that matter fashion brands what is your next I mean, what are you planning to do uh you know coming so, coming to a movie house uh, soon
0: yeah so funny enough um before um you know coming to the close of my my stint with nahana my um, career development plan was to get into the business of advertising, so that's where I wanna go. Yeah. Um, I said to having been a CEO of my own business and managing my own business, Having that diverse thinking and knowledge and understanding, I actually said to my manager, my MD, I said, listen, I want to get into the business of advertising. My career objective is to become an MD of an agency. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, wow, I can actually see you doing really well at that. It's not just about the people aspect, but it's just about also having that business knowledge and understanding. And also I can sell, you know, Mm -hmm. so I really miss that. I really miss um, client facing, even though I've done that in my businesses and I did that successfully, I haven't done it in advertising. So for me, my next is maybe to start up a little uh, boutique um, uh, agency where I'd come in from the service side, because that is my strength right now in the space. But then seeing where that takes me if I'm able to network and connect and sell and Mm. break through some barriers, especially from a D&I perspective, I think there's massive opportunity in our our industry for D&I. That's what I want to do. I want to create something that is not just about, um, you know, touching on the brands and and positioning brands and and Mm. making the sale, but also about impact. I think post covid there is there's lots that can be done and if we can think that way i think that there's opportunity to to differentiate as a business mm. you're listening to the
2: dark and the guru proudly brought to you by infinity meeting i mean just talking d i don't know it's one of the pieces of work that not only are you doing, uh, but you're passionate about in terms of, you know, Gordon, you and I have spoken about cognitive uh, yeah. d- diversity and, yeah. and real, you know, getting, getting, and it's not just a, a ticking exercise. So let's just touch a little bit about that, on, on that. And then also, I want to chat about something that's very, very real, and not that this isn't, is people with disabilities within the ad industry. And I know that's something very, very close to your heart. So let's just chat a little bit about uh, about diversity in its, in, its, in its wider sense.
0: So if I can just be more specific about it um, in, in advertising. Um, you know, there's a, a massive shortage of um, women creatives in leadership. Um, and I've seen that, you know, um, but, and I think the reason for that is, you know, yes, they may be great creatives, but are we actually investing in them to become great leaders from a business perspective? Um, you know, And I think there's definitely a need there. Um, but also from a disability perspective, I mean, in May of this year, um, with my background in inclusive education, South Africa, um, I've done five to six years extensive research in that space, but that was more from a a learner background in education, like um, primary and high school education perspective. I kind of sensed and picked up that there's a shortage of persons with disability in our industry as well. When I looked at our employment equity numbers, although we are um, probably one of the best transformed agencies, and I think we we have received awards and recognition for that, um, for transformation, um, I think that there's, there's still opportunity for persons with disability in our space. And for me, it's such an easy transition because, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean that you are in a wheelchair or you have social needs or whatever that you can't think creatively. So that's such an easy shift yeah. to make. And I see it in my mind's eye. I, I see the possibility. Yeah. And then I, I we did um, a... Um, We were at the Disability Expo in May, where I did a little bit of advocacy for um, learners to consider advertising as Mm. a career of choice. Mm. And it was received so well. Mm. And I think any agency who is um, intentional and committed about inclusion for persons with disability would seriously consider that Mm. as as valuable. I mean, bringing in these learners um, and then actually taking them through um, an agency, whether it's copywriting, mm. art directing, whatever the case may be, I think we could do a lot.
1: Mm. I just think the whole narrative in the industry has shifted so much in the last sort of forty, fifty years. You know that uh, it was a chew you up and spit you out industry. I mean, if you were talking about being inclusive and accommodating people in the seventies, you, you would have been given you know the mm. keys to the door and told to, to shove off and you know so but but i think we've evolved as an industry um and i'm out of my depth here but f- you know reading a little bit about about autism um and and the, one of the singular uh, components or, or behavioral traits of autism is, is is deep focus so i mean that that's a silo for instance uh, artificial intelligence autism that kind of deep Focus part I, I can see there's a natural uh, kind of resonance in that area other mm. Are areas perhaps uh, and this is maybe me getting uh, myself down the wrong rabbit hole but I mean you know David Ogilvy was once asked uh, about you know what, what do media people do you know and he said I don't really know he said all I know is they've got to really think quickly on their feet so mm. I think we've got a range of uh, things. You you called it selling. I mean, you know, it's just in my experience primarily just bullshitting. You know, I, I, make, <laughs> I make no bones about it. I've been bullshitting yeah. for forty-five years and getting away with it. Um, so you need that fast-footed bullshit capability, and then you need that deep focus. And, and maybe and maybe there's a range between.
0: Uh, between you mm. know, yeah, hundred percent.
2: But I think the nice thing about, you know, the broader industry is that there are so many roles, you know, mm. well, you know that, we point, almost, yeah. you know, to, I guess, people who are not in marketing, and, and I mean, we all speak to a lot of those people, you know, marketing is, is advertising, in, in, their, in their view, and it's, it's creative, and it used to be the TV ad was lead medium, and I guess today, mm. it's digital as lead medium, but it's not only about that, so your point is not everybody he's necessarily a creative person who works within an ad agency, and if you look at strategists, you look at media planners, you look at uh, you look at traffic, you look at a lot of those jobs. They're all Musk. they're all great. <laughs> they're
1: good. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but yeah. he, he has. I mean, you'll be more familiar with his particular uh, condition. Is he is, is it Tourette's? What is he? He has a pati- Tourette's. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, you know, yeah. this is a yeah. guy who's overcome a lot of learning disabilities and that yeah. insular uh, deep focus and it's not you know, arguably reasonably successful um, so
0: yeah. the interesting thing about accommodating um, a person with a disability mm. is looking at your environment yeah. Yeah. and w- there's so much available and accessible to mm. us mm. in from a normal um, environmental perspective mm. we can make Or tweak certain Mm. things within in in a space Mm. to accommodate an individual. Mm. There's learning devices. There's if it's someone who who can't focus because of noise. I mean, we've got soundproofing Mm. rooms. It's just about how passionate. Are the people um, mm. about accommodating uh, oh. or is the business about accommodating people with disability and to what lengths do you want to include them yeah um, not, and and on the flip side of that the the campaigns that you can come up with the messaging and the and the mm. it's about leaving it's that legacy it's about that something that people will remember if you can incorporate a story Um, an inspiration Mm. in a campaign that touches on this Uh, for me that is magic so
1: i think also you know in terms of of new business i mean looking at at the way new business has done so much of it now is managed and it's tick box stuff and you know but if i go back to uh, the way it was done a while ago there was more of a family relationship it was an intimate relationship i mean you do advertisers disclose things to agencies that no other business would would you know have a level of insight into so at what point do i as an advertiser say i like what they do but i think these are the kind of people i could work with because of the way they run themselves as a company i think that's being lost in the tick box exchange i mean i can resonate with a company that would have that kind of attention to detail i mean i had a lost a lot of business when I was, my kids were in their teens because guys would say, well, you got a big meeting this afternoon. I said, like, it's Wednesday afternoon. I watched my son play rugby on, on Wednesday afternoon. But yeah. it's the biggest client we've got. And it's like, well, tell your client, I made a commitment to my children Yeah. and mm-hmm. I never break my word to my children. So either he wants to work with a person who keeps his word yeah. or he doesn't. Yeah. There's a value in it and you've got to choose. And I think companies that go the route, Nadine, that you're talking about, Um, There's a value to that beyond doing the right thing. It's marketable.
0: And also, if you think about it rationally, if I have to come and sell whatever it is I'm doing and I connect with you on a human level, Um, if I I have a daughter with a disability Mm. and I connect with you as the CEO of Mm. of a massive corporation Mm. and you have a brother or or a child with a disability or there's history, there's that for me. It's just that human connection that we've lost in doing business. That I think it's going back to basics. Yeah. Um, you know, don't just sell for the for the sake of selling. You're it's nothing. about it's about purpose it's about yeah. impact it's yeah. about passion yeah. Yeah. and i'm very big about that and that for me is how i would like to structure mm. my next mm. um how can i show up differently mm. not because i'm 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 all airy fairy and you know ro- wearing rose glasses mm. yeah. but i think co- what covid has taught me as an individual and as as i believe a leader it's that it's time to to look at things differently it's time to to Mm. go to the compassion and Mm. the heart of things yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it's interesting I mean because we know that one of the 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 memes which is emerging in the in the COVID and post COVID environment is brands with purpose Mm. and it's it's extraordinary that the people who are telling their clients to develop brands with purpose very often, I found wanting in in
2: finding their own internal purpose. Yeah, it's often like it, Gordon. And I think you know, it's that you know, do as I say, not as I do, type thing, and 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 the, and the reverse of that. But Mel, you were chatting about you know the environment of of allowing people in in with disabilities in. Uh, but it's it 's not only and you made the point, not just the physical environment of the sound booth and it 's about the it 's about the culture mm. of acceptance and the culture of understanding that we're all in this we 've all got great skills, we all want a great piece of work, and there are different ways of doing it, you know, so I think that's one of the one of the and again this that is not new about culture embracing mm. and looking past. The obvious differences to try and find the non-obvious similarities, you know, which is often the case of of bringing yeah. people together in in various environments. Yeah, you
1: know, look, I mean, it, where, where do we take the discussion? I mean, it, it's 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 quite ironic that I find myself on the you know, at my age now, and I can stake a a reasonable claim to being a, a person of disadvantage within the ad industry. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't fuss me particularly because I've always said, you know. It, People will tell you you're as good as your last idea. It's like, that's a load of rubbish. You're as good as your next idea. Yeah. So, But I can see how it would play out. And if I'd had a life of disadvantage right now, I'd, I'd probably have a very different view of it.
0: And, and this is where diversity is so critical for me in any business setup, whether it's in advertising, corporate, mm. whatever the case may be. It's If you are trying to connect or sell um, or build a business, mm important for you to have the voice and the view of difference yeah. um, so if i'm going to do a campaign where i'm wanting to impact how how a a, a client can target a, a kind of community of persons with disability mm. i'm gonna need to have people who live and breathe this yeah. within in my space yeah um it's it's not gonna work if I just think it's it's as easy as doing a little bit of research. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Um it's as simple as engaging with your people.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think that's the value. Yeah, yeah.
2: But that's that authenticity that, you know, we, we speak and a lot of people speak about it, but it's to get there that that level of and to scratch beyond the surface and then to go a little bit deeper, you know, to get to the real heart of the issue. Mel, um Let's just talk a little bit about uh, where we are now. Talent dating. And you're talking about this post-COVID new talent. I mean, the great resignation. You've worked Mm. with it. You've lived through it. You're living through it. And into your next part of of your journey that we've touched on already. So let's just talk a little bit about uh, what do you see the skills of today and tomorrow?
0: So I think like any relationship, you've obviously before you engage, you've got to get to know. Um, And I think that's What we can do different? I think not just because we're dealing with creative minds, but um, I think the way people are operating post COVID, having opportunities to work anywhere in the world at a touch of a button—you can sit here and you can do work in Spain, in the UK, whatever the case may be—makes it very difficult for us Mm. locally to actually attract the talent. eh? A Um, because they don't have to come into the office. They don't have to deal with our BS. Yeah. Um, they can do it from wherever on the beach somewhere, um, but also because, you know, there's a price tag. We now finding ourselves to have to compete with dollars yeah. and pounds and, and it's it's making it mm. really really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult for us as South Africans at the moment, just also from a, a monetary perspective, to be able to, to retain and attract top talent. So the talent dating really is for me about um, you as an agency or as a business, making sure that you create the environment that's going to be the attraction to whoever is Mm. gonna walk through that door. Mm. It's the HR person or the recruiter or possibly a service that I would like to offer um, is actually getting to know my client, mm. getting to know the talent that they wish to attract, dating that talent, getting to understand if there's a right fit, do we we have synchronicity, do we do they share values? It's about that deeper human element mm. and then bringing the two together. Yeah. Almost like a dating site. you yeah. know if you, yeah. if there's a match great, let's take it forward. Um, and you can actually, like, you can give people a space that they would thrive in because mm. they're happy in. Yeah. Or you can listen, pass them up and say, go to the next. Mm-hmm. This is not suited for you because there's just no connection.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's, and I've seen it. I've sat in uh, any one of a number of pitches, you know, um, marking scorecards with overseas pitcher agencies. And it's extraordinary because yeah. at the end of the day, what happens is the CMO walks and checks the scorecards like, I don't like those guys, or I do like them. You've, you've got to bring it back to relationships. It's yes. such an intimate business relationship. Mm. Uh, it can't be reduced to no talent. The talent is, and exactly talent is the same. it, and you've got to have a it's that rare breed of uh, compatibility, mm. intellectual compatibility. But, you know, it, like in any sound relationship, you mm. know, you must be compatible with your wife. But when she challenges you, you can't go back in your corner. You've got to rise to the mm. challenge. So it's that kind of balance. And, I think. And
0: a big element of trust and trust i yeah. think if if the ship's sinking yeah are your people going to be loyal are yeah. they going to stay because mm. they love what mm. you stand mm. for mm. and your values etc mm. or they're just going to jump ship yeah um so it really it's taking it back to the basics of relationship
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Jeez, half an hour up already, and Gordon. I can't believe it. Eh? Yeah. We could have been chatting uh, and really we can be chatting. fascinating. A lot, yeah. 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 But uh, unfortunately, uh, Melanie, we've got to come to an end of, of a great chat. Thanks very much for your time. Uh, and we wish you well. Just as we move towards closing, how do people get hold of you? What's the easiest way?
0: So either pop me an email on my Gmail. It's malsaju at gmail.com. or via WhatsApp or text on 083-436-3996. My LinkedIn page is also Melanie Saju. We can connect on LinkedIn. And I am, as I said, open to opportunities.
2: You're
1: talking to the numbers guy. You might have to spell the Saju for me.
0: (laughs) S-A-R. J double o there,
2: there go. we go. <laughs> well and again, please, you know, we always say this every week. Uh it's great. Gordon and I have very, very interesting chats with another great guest. But but be part of the longer part of the conversation. Get hold of, of Melanie. She's given you all of her, her details. Uh and yeah, if you know if you're a, a company wanting to, to have a fresh set of eyes, that's wonderful. If you're a young person want to talk about a career career meander or change, please get hold of it. Or for that matter, anybody else. So from our side, Mel, thanks very much. I really do appreciate your Thank time. Thank
0: you so much Doug and Gordon it was really amazing, oh. thanks for having me
2: Thanks to all the listeners, thanks for joining us uh, see you next week and let's keep talking And so there was another episode of the Doc and the Guru please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast and then from my side you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn Dr. Doug Mataz, I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views Uh, and certainly will respond and hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing
1: off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on the show. And take us at our word, this is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more, under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time.
2: The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.